are you? Welcome back to the Come Along Pond podcast with your hosts, Damla. And Elliot. Oh my God, guys. Guys, 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 guys. News straight into it. Satellite 5. We have a lot to discuss. Cue the theme song. Cue the theme song. The new one. Satellite 5. We So, pals, oh my, right, so Russell, <laughs> Russell, came back with the emoji post and really said, it's, it's, it's the diamond season. I was leaving the house for work and I saw it on my newsfeed and I had to screenshot it and send it to you with my patented exclamation yes. marks and I had to be walking to work listening to you get all excited. Yeah. Because yeah. you were going to be able to actually see it all happen in real time. Well, yeah, I was, um, I was, I had just left work, and um, I was talking to my uh, workmate uh, TJ. Hi, TJ, if you're listening, um, and if you're not, you're a bad friend. Um, and <laughs> he was like, "What are you screaming about?" And I'm like, "Literally." And there's a new announcement. I don't know what it is. And I was like sweating for the because it's like it's usually announced within the hour, isn't it? That's mm. how it's been. And then I refresh my page after an hour, and I see Neil Patrick Harris, and I'm like, oh, 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 oh. I didn't know what to think because immediately I was like, is this in costume? Is this not in costume? It must. I still think it is probably definitely in costume. Yeah, because I still can't find an answer to that. Because loads of people said there's tons of people who have said that it's from the series of unfortunate events, which is wrong because I've seen all of them in the series of unfortunate yeah. events, and, and he's not. He's, yeah, yeah, he's not under the prosthetics. Um, exactly. Yeah, he he looks so ridiculous as Count Olaf with the massive chin and everything. Yeah, that's not from series of unfortunate events. But yeah, like I say, I think it must be in costume. Yeah, and I don't know. I just I, I I'll say this much. I don't watch a lot of his stuff. I, I like I love I love him in stuff I've seen. Like in It's a Sin, he was great for the short yeah. amount of time he was in it. But do you know what? Yeah, I'm here for it because it's going to introduce the show to a wider audience. Because he's such a I thought he's quite an international actor. Like he's quite he's yeah. Mm. I mean, he's more like an American actor. He's going to bring more of an American audience to it. Um, and apparently, I, I mean, I don't, I don't, I think he's, he's probably going to play the celestial toy maker, right? Like, let's be honest. As let's he fucking be. should. As he should. Because. Come on now. You know what? In, in the excitement, and this is rare for me because normally I'm too apathetic, but in the excitement, I actually finally watched the celestial toy maker. Did you? Because the first three episodes don't exist. Um. Oh, okay. Only episode four does. Because I, I own the box that has the, the orphan episodes in, sort of the, just the ones that exist, or at least that existed when it was released. Um, mm. And I know where to find the reconstructions. So, yeah, I watched the I watched the reconstructions of the first three and I watched the last one the of the real one. And you know what? It's a good story. Which Doctor is the Celestial Toy Maker in? Or what era? It's a, it's a William Hartnell. Uh, sorry, okay, that's really rude. Sorry. That's really no, I, I I struggle. Bizarrely, I, I actually struggle with a lot of Hartnell that exists. 
Okay, yeah. Like, I've, other than the occasional sort of story of his that I've watched, uh, a lot of them have been reconstructions, and actually I enjoy them a lot more. And I don't know why. I mean, my brain is, like, hardwired to enjoy reconstructions, which I understand they're not a lot of people's thing because they're still images and they're text and they're just audio, but I really, really like them. I just, when we, when we eventually, when me and Elliot start watching the classic series and we talk about it on here, which I honestly am really excited about, I just think his era will be a slog and I can't be asked. It's like... Because Patrick Troughton is right there and I can't wait to watch him. Yeah, well, that that's the thing. It's, it's like Troughton's era is the same kind of thing where you've got like 40 episodes a season and, you know, you've got six parters abundant. But yeah. like, he's he carries a lot of it. Yeah. Whereas for the first series, the, the story has to be good, but, you know, Hartnell... Is such a you know he's the he's the first one. It's such a it's such a not what you think of the Doctor being like. Yeah, that you sort of really have to get into the the story or the sixty sci fi element, or you have to like the companions that are in it to sort of really yeah to really get to it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I, I, I really I really like and this is I'm so sorry. Um, I really like I really like Peter Purvis um, as Stephen. Like I think he's really cool, and yeah. sort of I find him one of the most watchable companions. Yeah, Barbara and Ian are good companions. Like they're, they're all watchable. There's some from Hartle Zero. I sort of go, oh, I don't. like if if the Tenth Planet didn't have the first side men in it, I'd probably hate it because I don't like Ben and Polly, mm. um, and it's just them being irritating. <laughs> uh, you know, Eek. at least when you get into Trout, at least when you get into Trout and you got Trout's carrier, and then Jamie joins, so it's not too bad. Um, but yeah, so in terms of filming for the 60th, which is still going on, we now have high def. We're talking HD, fam. HD images of David Tennant and Catherine Tate doing the damn thing. And you know what? I'm so happy for the Doctor Who cosplayers because I follow a few of them. And when I say they like to be accurate... I'm not joking. They're like, I need the exact brand of tie. I need to know the cross stitch on tenant's jacket i need to know the material used like they, they have the images now and i'm really happy for them i'm the doctor by the way what's your name rose nice to meet you rose run for your life if you are an alien how come you sound like you're from the north lots of planets have a north is that a tribal physical waveform macrokinetic extrapolator couldn't put it better myself well, you can smell the testosterone go to your room she's an egg she's an egg Better to die than live like you, a bitchy trampoline. Fantastic. Fantastic. Fantastic! Absolutely fantastic. Off we go into time and space! Yeah, so as Dan was set up top, we are talking about Series 1, Episode 6 of Doctor Who called Dalek. It aired on the 30th of April 2005. It was directed by Joe Ahern mm. and it was written by Rob Shearman. Ooh! I know. All newcomers. All newcomers. Well, to the podcast. Yes. <laughs> so, damn, like, I know what the internet thinks Dalek is about. Yeah. I know what IMDb thinks it's about. Yeah. What do you think it's about? God, I mean, I mean, don't touch things. <laughs> Just don't touch <laughs> things you're not supposed to. That's what it's about. <laughs> <laughs> like, when you go to a museum, when it says don't touch it, don't touch it. And that's 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 what it's about. It's 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 learning not to touch things you're not supposed to. Yeah. yeah. This episode is about the only way you could 
ethically make a piece of media about a torture victim going on a psychotic rampage <laughs> yes. without it seeming incredibly tasteless. Yes, agreed. Mm. Agreed. Because I don't have many notes. Because I don't have many notes on this, so I'm going to say, I'm going to say it up top, and then we're going to leave it lingering if it bombs, or we're going to dive into it if we think it's great. But last week is all about the Iraq War, and I mean, if fuck, if this isn't about you know what was happening in places like Guantanamo and various things with the War on Terror, then I don't know what is. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Subtexts. Subtext. Subtext. But also, it's just a fun Dalek story as well, so who exactly. even cares? Yeah. I mean, I just want to say, before we get into anything, like, this episode is incredible. It's the first really good episode of the show that we've had. Yeah, like, I mean, like I've said, I've really enjoyed all the episodes we've talked about so far. I love them all. I, lo- I To me, Series 1 is probably near perfect for me. Like, it's pretty... It's pretty close to being perfect for me, but this episode so this is the one is honestly so immaculate like i love it yeah and i have a lot to say we have a lot to say so let's just get into so I it i love that it's set in 2012 2012 <laughs> that's, my, that's my first note it's set in 2012 yeah it, the far off future of 2012 god that's that's 10 years ago now oh uh, yeah it's terrifying isn't it i'm so depressed um <laughs> but <laughs> Yeah, it's like, I remember watching it and being like, oh my god, 2012, that's like, literally, cars will be flying. <laughs> Lol. I mean, it's also, not, it's also not the last episode where the Doctor takes Rose to the far-off year of 2012. No, literally, it's true. Yeah. It's true. Which I love. I mean, one thing I will say is, what uh, this series, is it's the, you know, it's the first one of the revival... And it doesn't rely too much on the prior knowledge of the show, if you know what I mean. Like, it doesn't rely mm. on the fact it's Doctor Who and it's making all of these references. I'd say this is the first concrete reference we get at the start of the episode where we see the Cyberman head and the Slovene arm, you know? Yeah. And I love I, I love the Slovene arm because it's just like, oh, God, what what have we got in storage? Oh, just, we just use a Slovene arm, I guess. We've got exactly. to knock it around. Exactly. Um, and I, I, I had no idea what the Cybermen were as a kid. Yeah, me too. I didn't know. I had no clue. So when the Cybermen are in the next series, I was like, oh, it's the thing that's in the museum. I obviously started watching in series two, and then I went back and watched series mm. one. So I knew what the Cyberman was, but at first I was like, what is that? Because obviously that's not how the yeah, Cyberman not... look. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's also, um, if I've done my research correctly, which is very, very rare for this show, <laughs> yeah. uh, I believe it's the head uh, of one of the Cybermen from the Tom Baker serial Revenge of the Cybermen. Because they only have that helmet for two stories, which is the invasion, and then mm. they don't appear in Doctor Who again until Revenge of the Cybermen. And in the invasion, they don't have the little guns in the top. Oh, okay. But they do in Revenge of the Cybermen, so I'm pretty sure it's a Revenge of the Cybermen head. Fair, it's I didn't like know the that. the worst Cybermen story ever made, so... Oh! Hot take. No, it's 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 the lukewarmest take you could have. It's, <laughs> it's, te- it's terrible. Everybody hates Revenge of the Cybermen. All my homies hate Revenge of the Cybermen. Yeah. Well, when I watch it, I'll let you know. <laughs> Please hate it. I'll probably hate it. Um, so obviously they come into the museum. I think that's such a good opener. Um, and you know what? I think I don't know if it's trying to give museum vibes or it's or it's giving like 
underground museum vibes. I think it's more of like an underground museum, isn't it? Yeah, uh, I mean, because I think they do reference later that they were like 35 floors down. Oh, yeah, and then they're going to put cement into it, aren't they? Yeah, so, yeah, it is. So they're like, I think, yeah. So I love all that. Which and is... then, no, go on. No, but I was just saying, which is why which is why they're confused about how they got in, because they're so low down that it's like you can't have snuck in, you have to... Yeah. It's true. Yeah, 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 so there you go. Um, so let's discuss how Henry Van Staten is Elon Musk, but actually who Elon Musk thinks he is. I mean, Henry, Henry Van Staten is like is like I can't I can't remember the guy's name, um, but there's that guy with a really really generic American name in Whitaker's Run. He's called like Jack Wolf or something. Oh yeah, I know you're talking. About. I can't remember the name, yeah. of it, but I know you're talking. And about. he's he's not Donald Trump, right? Yeah. I mean, Van Staten is like pre-Trump parody Trump. Yeah. And a bit of Elon Musk. But don't you think that Henry Van Staten? Is who Elon Musk thinks he is. Oh yeah, I mean, and Henry Van Staten is also like a phony dickhead as well. Yeah. So yeah, oh yeah, because when he's like, you know, I own the internet, and then I mean, Elon Musk wishes he owns the internet. No, he really did, and just so people can't make memes about his terrible hairline. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, true. Sorry, I we, mean, we hate, we hate, we hate a sensitive, pro-apartheid bitch. Yes, Sorry. exactly. No, we really do, and. I just love his first interaction where it was like, I want the president replaced. Oh, you don't think so? Thanks for your opinion. Now I'm going to go wipe your brain. <laughs> yeah. And I like the... I, I love the... Um, yeah, when he's like, he's like, oh, Republican or Democrat? He's like, Democrat, why? They're just so funny. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're going to uh, just pick just... whatever the flip we want to run America. Damn. Yeah. Which, I mean, God, that does seem like the way it's done, doesn't it? Um, yeah, but we won't talk about and, that. <laughs> yeah, and I also, I, I, well, I want to know if you spotted this or if it's Go just on. my my stupid brain. Um, <laughs> they uh, they they do reuse the intruder window joke because, of course, in this, yes, uh, Henry they do. says, yeah. Yeah, how did how how you know how did they get in? Oh, they probably got in intruder window. Intruder window, come on, that's hilarious. And everybody goes, oh yeah. And then in series four, when Tennant arrives yeah. on the Sontaran spaceship, they're like, how did this intruder get in? He goes, oh, I must got an intruder window, and then leaves. Oh my god, yeah. that's so true. A classic joke. I didn't spot it though. I did because as soon as I heard it, I was like, because I I don't you think did. I ever really heard that joke except for David Tennant going, yeah, how did I get in? It must have been intruder window. window. I was yeah. Like, Oh, my yeah. God. That's a really good little nugget. I love that. Um, yeah. Tenant says it better. Sorry. No, t- no, Tenant does say it better. Um, but he says everything better, to be honest. Just say everything ever, baby Tenant, please. Um, someone who doesn't get enough love right off the bat, someone who doesn't get the fucking credit they deserve and should have been in the next episode apart from Adam because I can't... Let's hang on. Let me just. I'm not even going to say how what how I feel about Adam until we get to it. Because are are you, my friend, my co-host, yes. trying to gush about Diana Goddard? I am. I because am. Because I have. I I I knew that this was a fact, but somewhere, and I can't. I can't find where it is. I just have a note that says the way that I still have a crush on Diana Goddard. Oh no, I so do. She's amazing. She's amazing. Like. Is she actually American? Because I feel like she probably is, but I don't know. Because with everyone in Doctor Who who's playing an American character, there's always a bit of a, like, a grain of salt. Because you're like, are they American? 
Yeah, it's like they either are genuinely American and don't sound it, or they're English and they sound so American. Yeah, I think she probably is, because her accent's pretty good if she is. If she isn't, it sorry. is pretty consistent, isn't it, her accent? It's very consistent. Um, um, I just think she's absolutely incredible, and she was way more interesting than Adam. Uh, okay, she is from New Zealand. Oh, so she's not... Oh, plot twist. She's a graduate of the London Academy of Music and Dramatic Art uh, and the Lecoq School in Paris, originally from New Zealand. She's worked in theatre, film and television, London, Tokyo, Hong Kong, Dublin, Sydney and Paris. What an icon. Wow. I love, love her. her even more. Love her. But don't you think... Okay, uh, do you know what? Let's just talk about Adam. Let's just talk about Adam right here, right now, before we get into oh, the nitty gritty. I fucking hate Adam. Thank you. I'm so glad you agree. Oh, my God. He's so boring. Everything he said, like in this episode, I can tolerate him slightly. I think it's knowing that we have to have a full episode of him. That's the thing. Like in this episode, it's like whatever. Yeah. Except the flirting is, oh, terrible. Sorry, just I'm I'm rolling my eyes right now. Just the way he says everything as well. Honestly, I love this episode. One of the lines in the in the whole show has always given me the ick. And again, we will Go on. we will get to that scene uh, and discuss it in more detail but just the way he goes and he goes great big alien killing machine defeated by a flight of stairs and I just go shut your fucking mouth <laughs> oh my god I hate the way he says that so much it, uh, this is the thing can I just say no hate on the actor like no no like, you know he's doing he's doing, he's doing a his job. fine enough job with the material he's given but oh like the character, you, like Diana Goddard is right there, and you didn't include her in the rest of the sh- like instead of Adam. I think that would have been so interesting. Yeah. Oh. Nine, nine, and nine and Diana. Nine, nine and Anna. Diana. Nine Anna. Oh, I should be. Yeah. Yeah. I just I found her so compelling. I every time I rewatch the episode, I'm like, I hope she's doing well. I hope she's like working for you know D- Diana for the next president of the United States. If you ask me. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, she's so good. She's so, so good. And Adam is just so meh. Like, he's so mid, it's not even funny. Like, he's so mid. Yeah. No, I I agree. And the flirting with... I don't like... I don't like the whole Rose and Adam flirting thing. It's boring. Yeah. Because Rose... Rose is really good in this episode. And it's a shame that they try and dedicate so much of a run to her flirting with Adam. Because when she's not, she's doing really good stuff. Like, when... When the Doctor and... Rose first meet Van Staten, and he's saying whatever he's saying to her, and then Rose is like, "Yo, she'll slap you if you keep calling her she." Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like, I love you. I, I love you. That's great. I love you, Rose, yeah. so much. Um, but yeah, enough, enough, Adam. Hate. I'm gonna stop because yeah. it's. Oh no, it's gonna carry on. It's probably gonna carry on at some point, so I'll stop now. Only because there's specific moments where I'll be like, I "Fucking hate Adam." But um, um, one bit of direction that I want to really highlight on is Rob did an amazing job in this episode. And then combined with the director, did such a good job, like, doing a lot of, like, um, how do you say, kind of, like, showing, not telling. So Mm. when the Mm. little instrument thing that Henry's holding, and then the doctor's like, I really wouldn't hold it like that if I were you. And then they have that great little interaction. And the doctor, because the thing is with the doctor, he gives everyone a chance. Mm. And he's like, you know, I, you haven't made the first, but the best first impression, you know, I've got loads of guards with guns pointing right at me. Not the best time, but I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt because you seem really intelligent. And then they're having that little moment. And then the minute he throws it onto the floor, Nine's face just goes, okay, mm. don't like you. you you've, yeah. just, you've just disrespected an artifact of like scientific history 
you, I, I don't like you. And rightfully so. And that's, I'd say, again, we've all, we, we both agree that Chris is an incredible actor, but that's just the start of some of the best acting in Who full stop in this episode. Like, oh, yeah, the, he, he does not stop being consistently perfect in this episode. Literally, like, this the way his face just goes, OK, you're a dickhead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, it's true. And I love that yeah. little switch. I love that little switch that happens. So um, something that I couldn't... If I, if I didn't talk about it, there would be probably maybe at least one person who'd get very upset. Yeah. Did you know this story's based on an already existing story? No, I didn't. So Rob Shearman in The Wilderness Years wrote a Big Finish story and directed it uh, called Jubilee. Okay. Which stars uh, our best friend Colin Baker. Oh, Colin. And it's about that uh, they land, um, and I think it might be like a, an alternate universe where basically there's there's a, there's an English empire, uh, and to celebrate the the jubilee of the English empire, they have uh, yeah they have this this thing locked up in a cage, mm. uh, and they keep like so they keep calling it like the metal tron, yeah, and some other things, and then obviously the doctor goes and visits the cage, and it's a Dalek, and he knows that it needs to be. Killed, but they yeah. want to preserve and resur- you know, resurrect it and build it to its 100% functionality to show it off for the uh, English Empire Jubilee celebrations. Yeah, 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 It's a really good audio drama, so it's wow. just called Jubilee. It's usually quite cheap because it's an old one. Um, like, if you get, you know, if the big finish are doing a sale, it can be, like, 250 Oh, amazing. Um, okay, that sounds right, but I didn't yeah, know that. I had no idea. It's really good, yeah. So Russell liked that audio and, like, commissioned Rob Shearman to translate it into an actual episode of the show. That's brilliant. So they don't have tons of similarities, really, other than the fact that, like, there's, a, you know, there's a Dalek in a cage that's being tortured um, by people who don't know what it is. Yeah. Um, and they kind of go off in separate directions. But, yeah, so it's based on Jubilee by Rob Shearman. Well, it's it's an amazing concept, so I can't, you know, I, I, I'm not surprised that Russell was like, we need to build on this, because that is a really cool yeah. concept. And then, obviously, I love the way they kind of integrated that whole concept by the 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 doctor receiving a help signal like a from mm. this soul that's like or thing that's like help me you know and the doctor's never going to yeah. ignore that so i think that's really interesting but the fact that like the dalek was in was like sending out this help signal that's insane right yeah like i i don't know if it's i don't know if it's like a signal that's meant to be only for like dalek fleets mm. Yeah, that's good. That the doctor can just intercept because it's like because the doctor can intercept loads of different things, or if it's just a generic help signal. I don't know. You know, maybe yeah. maybe it's part of its plan. Maybe it knows that you know there are people that can go there that can probably restore its vitals. Who knows? The Daleks are very cunning. Well, no, this is it. I want to. That's actually quite a nice segue into a point I've got. So I'll bring it up now. Was the Dalek playing Rose? That's the thing. So I because I can never tell. And as I was as I was writing, I do have a note that's like, oh. I like how much the Dalek is manipulating Rose. Yeah. But then also, he, he I don't know, he, like, he'd have to know, I mean, I guess if he if he knows that she's a companion of the Doctor, yeah, then he'd know that she'd have that energy, but then you got to get it, got to get her to touch you. Yeah. So, I don't know, I, I, I assume that, like, I, I think probably, because I think when it's, when it's when Rose is in there and it's it's got its eye stalk down and it's talking about how alone it is and I don't Boo. think that's <laughs> yeah I don't think that's genuine at all. So now here's the thing, I'm really glad I brought this up because I 
I've had so many different opinions over the years. For years, I thought it was being genuine. It was genuinely upset and in pain, and it was so. The Dalek was so attacked that it was literally like, "I'm, I'm a depressed Dalek. What do I do?" And then like. I think in some scenes, in, in some scenes, it's very legit. Yeah, like it, it had, it had compassion. It, it sort of being with compassion and went along with it. But now, when I watched it yesterday, I think that's the genuinely, genuinely, the first time I thought, "Oh, hold on, this Dalek is playing Rose." Like it really said, mm. "I'm playing you, bitch." So I, I think only necessarily in that scene. Like I think the regret that it has when it first meets Nine. I think is quite legitimate. And then I think the regret that it has in the last half of the episode yeah, is quite legitimate. Yeah. I think that scene specifically with Rose, I think, is playing her. But then again, there's another interesting point because obviously when the Dalek finds out that it has human DNA running through it now, it's, um, what's the word? Um, Mutators? Yeah, it's, it's mutating. And it's like, oh God, no, human scum, ill. Like, so like, you mm. know, it's, I don't know. I don't know. It's. I think it's probably up to interpretation, right? Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. That's probably it what it is. Yeah. It doesn't give you any easy answers. But yeah, I mean, I think we should just go straight into that Dalek and Doctor meet, meeting scene. Because I, well, I, I think that what I love most about this episode and that scene is that if this was now. I was going to say modern Doctor Who, this is all modern Doctor Who, but, you know, if this was, like, modern, modern Doctor Who... Yes, yes. Can you imagine, this would be, like, you would... The episode would not be called Dalek. You wouldn't no. do a Next Time trailer. You, no. the, you know, the, they would keep calling it Metatron. You wouldn't have had that POV shot. You would keep it purposely as hidden as possible. Yeah. Because they want it to be a surprise. But the fact that they don't keep the fact it's a Dalek hidden... But that its reveal is still so amazing and impactful. Exactly. Is just, I mean, testament to how well the episode is made and written, I think. I couldn't agree more. Like, I think about Resolution. That's not the only time I'm going to mention Resolution. But I think about Resolution, and they try for so long to keep the fact that it's a Dalek kind of in secret. Yeah. And it doesn't really work, because you know it's a Dalek. Yeah. But, you know, they never show the full one. Yeah, they never show the one that they kill, and, you know, they... No, no, no. ...always hiding the little mutant thing. But, yeah, I, I, I like that. Like, no, no, it's a Dalek, but it's so good. It's such a good little reveal. and doesn't rely on the reveal, that's the thing. The reveal is not the drama. And I'm about to make a really bold statement, and I have no... <laughs> it's the fact. It's the fact. I rarely would say... Like, when I watch stuff, there's only a handful of times where I've gone, that was an immaculate bit of media, or that scene was amazing, whatever. This is genuinely, this scene, I have no... I couldn't think of how you could improve it. There's nothing I would change. It's probably yeah. a perfect bit of television, like perfection. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, from... Yeah, how many times have I seen this episode now? I don't even want to think about how many times I've seen this episode. Yeah, so many times, but yeah. The When when the Doctor says, you know, I'm the Doctor, I'm here to help, and the Daleks first broken... You know, it doesn't say Doctor, it says Doctor. Yeah, yeah. You know... It's all, all broken. It gives me chills every time. Every time, yeah. And then the fact, yeah, that the nine just runs. Yeah, yeah, Just yeah. wants to get away, yeah. I People forget that the Doctor is afraid of the Daleks, like, straight up. Yeah. And should be. 
and should be. And it's like, I just, uh, when I say the scene is perfect, it's down to the camera angles, it's down to the editing, everything, everything about yeah. it. But most of all, Chris's acting. Oh mm. my flipping God, what a guy. Give him the Oscar. I know it's been like how many years now, but give him the Oscar for this scene. Give him the Emmy. Give him whatever. You know? Give him BAFTA at least. Why hasn't anyone from Doctor Who won an Emmy yet? Like for Doctor Who? Is it, uh, is it just not. Has Doctor Who ever been nominated for the Emmys? I don't know. I don't know if there's like a. It does it have be. to be. Yeah, I don't know what the. Like qualifications yeah, for neither Emmy do I. is. But I feel like yeah. it should be. I surprised I don't yeah, it's probably but I surprised it's also like not always showered with I mean well I'm less so now, but I surprised back then it wasn't showered BAFTAs all the time. Yeah, me too. But yeah, like yeah. this Chris is so good at acting with inanimate objects, like I said about Rose, episode one. Yeah, well that that's the thing. It's like you know, I know that uh, I know that's part of an actor's job, but you think like it is him walking around a puppet whilst Nicholas Briggs yeah. sits off to the side and, you know, says lines. Absolutely, and like, oh, it's so good, and like, yeah, I'd say that bit when it when the Dalek first speaks, and the fear on the Doctor's face, like the absolute pure fear that he is on his face. The only time we've kind of seen that is also in like Asylum of the Daleks, like you know when Eleven is in that hmm. little bit, and then like that the Daleks all di- diverge onto him. And he's like, Oswin, yeah. let me in. And he's, like, crying. And it's like, oh, my God. Yeah, because yeah, like, I think you get the fear of the Daleks and the Doctor in this. Then every time he sort of sees them since, it, it's less like... Uh, and It fits the era totally, but it's less like fear and more, I think, abject pain and sadness. Yeah, yeah. They always stay alive. Always, um, yeah. But you do get some really good, like, uh, Stolen Earth Journey's End when they hear the... Dalek call over the thing, you know, and a bunch of the characters, you know. Like Liz Sladen, yeah, when she's like terrified, oh god. Yeah, and then Captain Jack says, you know, I'm sorry, but we're all dead. So good! Okay, no, let's stop, because I will talk about Stolen Earth all all day long. Um, We know that, yeah, you should be afraid of Daleks. And I just love that so it goes from fear immediately when the Daleks um, gun isn't working, I'd say it's like smugness, right? Because the doctor's like, oh, yeah, I'm in yeah. control. I wasn't in control last time. I had to do what I did in the time war because I had no other choice. I now have the choice in this room. I have the upper hand. You are this tiny little metal thing that is just helpless yeah. and stuck and chained up and you, you, you can't do anything. And I'd say like, yeah, it's just... Oh. I mean, Chris was perfect. Chris was literally perfect in this scene. Yeah, it just even the way he says "fantastic" is like gloating smugness. You know, where he's yeah, it's like fantastic. Like really, yeah, he's like oh, I, I. yeah, he's quite like the realization. Yeah, yeah, um, the realization on his face is like wow, he, this Dalek can't get me. I can pretty much do what I like. Yeah, yeah I mean, same with. Yeah, then you know, towards the end of that scene, where he's like, you know, oh, I, you know, I know what, I know what needs to be done with you. Yeah, I know what should be done. Yeah. Exterminate. Oh, Chris! Uh-huh. No, 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 Elliot, Elliot. Like, I can't stress it enough. Chris is perfection in this. Perfection. Yeah, I don't think it, it wouldn't work with any other actor either, or any other doctor. No, I agree. Like, I don't know. I, whoever, like, direct. I forget the director's name. Um, 
Joe Ahern. That's it. Joe watching this scene, I'm surprised he didn't go up to Chris after one take and just went, can I hug you? Yeah, yeah. Like, perfection, please. Yeah. Acted everything ever made, yeah. Yeah, like, cut the cameras, we got the take, we don't need any more, yeah. done. Um, yeah, it's just... And obviously then he, like, try, they try to destroy... He tries to kind of, like, kill the Dalek using that little machine thing in the corner, whatever that is, and ele- electrocuting yeah. it. And he has to be, like, restrained. Yeah. Yeah, and then, uh, yeah, and even as he's being dragged off, he's saying, you know, you need to destroy it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whilst, uh, yeah, whilst Van Staten's doing all of his, yeah. And then, obviously, you get the bit with Adam and Rose, ill, nasty, bye. Um, Yeah, no, my note for that just says, ugh, Adam is so annoying. Exactly. Um, (laughs) Could have said better myself. (laughs) <laughs> Although I really, like, I actually really like Rose. Um, Rose's acting when he's like, you know, oh, but aliens, that yeah, they do exist. And she's like, oh wow, really? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Wow. She's like, yeah. oh my god, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, didn't know that. Uh, yeah, she's like, what about all those people who say they've like been abducted by aliens and seen the inside of a spaceship? And I think they're all nutters. And she's like, yeah, me too. Yeah, like, I love it. No, Billy Piper, guys. The thing is, I'm not even being biased. Like, I'm just being honest. Like. <laughs> Like, Billy and Chris... Wow. I'm just gushing. I really am. Um, you know, yeah. I love it. I, I, I love it, too. Like, I'm really glad you pointed... I forgot about that. That was really cool. But then, yeah, so they turn... You know, they turn on the camera um, because, you know, Adam's a tech genius and uh, similar to Mickey, mm-hmm. he was able to access really yeah. important government things from his house. What's that about? What's, why is that a theme? Just sits at his computer and goes... And then he's hacked into the government. Yeah, just literal government. That's all you need. Yeah. Like, Adam, do you mind just, <laughs> do you mind just doing that and, like, sorting out all of the problems in the UK? Thanks. Please. Yeah. No, he just does it to get attention from women. Ugh. Yeah. Fuck's sake. Fuck Adam. Anyway. Um, and then, obviously, Adam takes her down. And this bit I found really silly because I... Why would Adam get clearance to be able to... See yeah, the Dalek. All he does is catalogue the tech. Yeah, and he's 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 referred to as uh, um, British, right? He's like, oh, what's he called? Yeah, him? yeah, yeah. He says, yeah. He's like, when and during that first scene, isn't he? He's like, he's like, where's the where's the where's the British guy? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I just I just can't imagine him having clearance. But anyway, whatever. Rose had to get in the room somehow, right? And then obviously you get that really lovely. It's like the polar opposite. It's literally the polar opposite of what of the scene with Nine. Um, and she's just feeling, you know, as Rose is, because Rose is the most empathetic companion we probably will ever see. Yeah. Um, and she was just, she's just so upset for this Dalek, like, because she has no context to what it actually is. Yeah, of course. None whatsoever. Um, and then. I will say I wasn't a fan of Nick Briggs's voice in this scene. It sounded too humany, like it didn't sound like a robot at all. Maybe that's the point. Um, yeah, like I say, maybe it's maybe it's uh, I, yeah, probably to make it sound more sort of pathetic and broken and sympathetic. Maybe. Um, but yeah, I know what you mean. Sometimes the modulation seems to go. It's a bit weird, but then obviously mm. she touches it, which you shouldn't do. Don't touch things. That you're not supposed to touch. Which of course Thank ultimate you. set up and pay off because this comes back in Yes, it does. We don't talk about Doomsday ever unless it's about the in the podcast, because other than that, it doesn't exist. 
No, I know. I'm just, you know. And that's not because I, I hate I, it. I, it's because it literally traumatised me. But that's, <laughs> yeah. I'm just never amazed that we've done, have we got like a season and a half of like set up and payoff? It's incredible. I know. It's amazing. What I love, again, why this episode is near perf- perfect for me is because as soon as she touches the Dalek, the pacing of the episode is like, we're going, we're not stopping. Like, it just... It yeah, just, this is it, it now. It's, it's like an amazing, like, slow kind of introspective start. Like, what's happening? We're here. We're looking around. We're finding out about this Metaltron, whatever. And then, you know, even the scene with the Doctor and the Dalek is quite slow. Not slow, but, like, it's... It's not that fast in pace, is it at all? Yeah, like yeah, it take it takes its time. Yeah, and they're having they're having a dialogue back and forth. Exactly, and then as soon as Rose touches the Dalek, it's go go go. Like I love that whole. It's scary because Murray, Murray Gold, the composer. If you didn't know, he put his whole Murrissey into this episode, really and truly. Yeah, I mean the score is incredible. It's incredible, and it's the way, like, as soon as Rose touches... Which Dalek is it? Is this Dalek Khan? No, because it destroys itself. No, but I swear there's, like, another reference later on. Oh, my God, I'm really exposing myself. I swear there's a reference later on, like, because Rose is like, oh, I know that Dalek, and then the guy's like, yeah, it's me, or whatever. And And that's fine. I I might be making that up. I'm making that up, aren't Uh, I? Yeah, I always thought it's just, like, it's its own sort of lone Dalek... Yeah, so it's not Dalek Khan, I'm chatting shit, sorry. Sorry, guys, I'm a fake fan, butcher me. But it is Dalek Zek. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so... And Jest. <laughs> I don't know the other one, I can always forget the other one. They, they. They, they, Jest. They really said Khan. they, that Dalek they is they, them. But, yeah, so the Dalek goes on an absolute mad one. And I don't know about you, but I think some of... Not all of it, but a lot of the effects of the Dalek still hold up. Like, you know when the Dalek's are renewing itself and absorbing the literal internet? Yeah. No, it it does actually... This is one of those episodes where I think, like, they funneled more of the money into the effects budget for this one, and it really works. Absolutely. I think it looks so good. Like, you know when, like the little what are they called the spheres on the Dalek like when it like it's like all indented mm. and then it like raises because it's like it just looks so yeah. good and like the panel goes back up I mean to me this is let me just get the big question out of the way this is my favourite my favourite design for a Dalek in New Who or ever actually no this is my favourite Dalek design ever I mean literally yeah yeah the Dal- Daleks Daleks got updated occasionally in the show um, in the classic era, yeah, but yeah, this era they've just gone. You know what? No, this is a design that works. And what? So what's? So what's your opinion then, Paolo? What's your favourite Dalek design? Um, I really like from 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 new from new who probably probably just the standard bronze. I really like. Whilst not a good episode, I really like the khaki military green. Um, Ironside uh, from Ironside. Victory of the Dalek. Like, I really like that that colour scheme with the sort of like the like ammo pouches and stuff that it has around it. it actually, looks really cool. That doesn't count. Um, no, that doesn't count. Come on. Okay. What, okay. I, if you I had don't, to pick, hate... if you had to pick one, I'm talking from the entire show, like classic New Who. You had to pick your favourite Dalek design. What is it? I'll put you on the spot. Oh. Oh, God. Come on, make a decision. Um, make a decision. Do it, do it, do it. 
No, it's probably it's probably this one. It's so good. Like, okay, all right, all right, okay. I think this this for the design. If I can go for sort of a, a specialist one that we only see once, it would be the flame throwing Daleks from Daleks Master Plan. Ah, uh, okay. Just because they look really cool. Like, you know, when they're all standing in line and their, their plunger arms are then like flamethrowers and they're all sort of holding them at angles while they're blowing, while they're burning yeah. down bits of the jungle. Just looks really cool. Yes. Okay, sorry, can I change my answer? Guys, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change my answer. <laughs> Is it my the one fa- with the cutting tool? No. Um, I really do like Dalek Supreme in, like, Journey's End, Stolen Earth, like the red one. He's pretty fucking cool. So obviously, yeah, the pace picks up. It's, it's 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 a mad one, and then yeah, the Dalek just goes on an absolute killing spree. It's insane. No, it really is insane. And it hit me yesterday, and I was just like, no, it, no, it really, 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 really goes on a killing spree. Yeah, kills everybody without prejudice. Yeah, and well, it's like that. That's like what the doctor says, which I'm really glad he put this line in. He was like, it's the ultimate in racial cleansing because the Daleks are, again, people don't realize the Daleks are based off of the Nazis. Like we said in the last episode. Yeah, they're like the least subtle allegory for racial hatred ever. Yeah, but some people still don't get it. <laughs> no. no. No, it's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, you know, and it literally just goes on a mad killing spree. And another person that doesn't get enough love is when um, Adam and Rose are like trying to get out of the situation... Uh, that lady who protects them. Oh, yeah. Uh, D- DiMaggio. DiMaggio. What a great name. She's so great. I like I like her. I like that she sort of sacrifices herself. Yeah. I feel bad because the only note I have about her is that uh, in real life she'd be a terrible soldier because she blinks every time she fires a handgun. Well, no, can I just say, this is the thing, I always clock that because there's obviously that close-up on or mid on her face where, like, she's blinking... I think it's because she's fucking terrified because she knows she's about to die. So she's like... Yeah, I'm... I'm I'm happy to... like. It doesn't take me out of the episode. Like you say, I can watch it and go like, oh, it's because she's, she's scared. But like, I know that, obviously, in real life, they just don't have the time to send actors to, like, firearms training. Exactly, yeah. Um, you can't practice with a handgun enough to, like, not blink when you fire it. Exactly. But... Don't blink. Yeah, and then they're on the stairs, obviously, in that bit... And then, is that the first time a Dalek elevates? No. When's the first time? I'm not sure that's why I wanted to ask you. The first time is Remembrance of the Daleks. So, uh, to be fair, it was the last Dalek story ever broadcast, and no one was really watching the show. Yeah. Um, great cliffhanger to the end of episode one, I think, maybe episode two. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, the Doctor is uh, trapped in a cellar with the Dalek, and he runs to the top of the stairs to... Uh, get out the door and the door's locked he looks behind him and then the Dalek is flying up the stairs oh wow that's scary isn't it yeah I mean yeah the effect is interesting but um, it's uh, it's a good moment and do you know what one thing I noticed because I feel like again with this podcast what I love about doing the podcast is one obviously love doing it uh, and when I'm watching these episodes I'm really 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 thinking about what's going on and it just made me notice, like, the Doctor, the, when he's, like, stuck in that room with Diana and Henry Van Staten, mm. he's kind of like a commander of an army. Like, and it just, it, again, it hooks back to that idea of, like, he is, 
he was he was basically you know a soldier you know he'd just come out of this war and like he was yeah. you know he, he's acting like a commander he's like shoot them in the eye stalk do this do that guns are useless do this blah 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 and he's like got the little earpiece in as well that's probably the kind of effect that they were going for you know but I just noticed that and of course it's only it's only met with thank you doctor I think I know how to fight one tin robot <laughs> what a dickhead I mean he dies so you know he gets what he deserves no yeah. joking I'm joking he does get Supress, no good. I'd say this is probably the best American accents in the whole show. They've probably got American actors for it. That's probably why. Yeah, no, like, like they are actually. Yeah, it does sound good. I don't, I don't doubt for a second as I watch it that it's actually set in the US. It's, yeah, like yeah, it, 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 it does feel like nice. the US, doesn't it? It does feel like another yeah. place. Um, obviously, and then you get the whole emotional bit with Rose being, you know, trapped. Yeah. Yeah, dead, killed. I, I will say, there is that whole thing of, like... I mean, I, I think the scene is really powerful, you know, because it just... I think it brings the Doctor back to Earth for a second, like... Because, obviously, he's kind of... Like I said, he's acting like a commander, like... You know, he's just come out of the time war, and it was almost like he'd gone back into that mentality of being, like, a soldier, and then that whole thing just brought him out of it, like, oh, my God, mm. Rose. Rose. Rose is there. And, like, his, his motivation is Rose in that whole bit, don't get me wrong. That's, like, his motivation. But even in that moment, he still chooses the sort of trapping and potential death of one Dalek over saving Rose's life. Exactly. And then, obviously, she gets trapped and, like, oh, Billy's acting in that bit where she was like, it wasn't your fault, you know, I wouldn't have missed it for the world. I was like, Rose! It gave me Doomsday vibes. When she was, like, with her hands on the door, I was like, stop. Stop. But still the fact that she's, like, also is so good that she's willing to have just a full-on row with the Dalek. Yeah. She Again, she holds her own. She holds her own and she's like, well, kill me then. Ugh, get on with it. Like, <laughs> That mascara is thick, sis. Like what? <laughs> Clump central. I think she. I think it always is, isn't it? Because like whenever is, yeah. Rose seems to cry in the series, her mascara is like not running a little bit, but it is like yeah, clumpy. Yeah. I mean, it's probably to do with the fact that she's supposed to be a little bit... I guess the reason why she's got such clumpy mascara is because she's kind of reflecting that kind of young girl aesthetic of like... She lives on the estate. She's got her clumpy mascara that she's probably had for three years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was the, the fa- yeah, the fashion of the time. It was. It was very, very big at the time. And, like, I've, I, I've always found it fascinating, like, the connection that Rose has to the Daleks, like... Every time, I just feel like... Because, obviously, in this situation, there literally is a connection because her DNA has gone into this Dalek, right? And he's mutating. But it just starts that really interesting relationship she has with them, you know? Yeah, it is really, like... I I feel it it wouldn't work necessarily with any other companion. No. Because she's the the most empathetic. Maybe Donna. I could see Donna maybe having a similar thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, yeah, only, like, the only other companion that has a, kind of a stronger relationship with the Daleks is um, Clara, well, Oswin, one of her many forms, because she literally turns yeah. gets turned into a Dalek. So, And then obviously, oh, Chris, Chris, when he finds out that she's alive, and he's like, his face. And then he obviously he's like, I can't, I can't do that again. I have to let her back through. I have to let the Daleks yeah, through. I killed, I killed her once. I can't do it again. Oh. Like in that moment, it is. I'm sorry again. You know how we feel. You know how we feel on this podcast about the age gap. But in that moment, I was like, "That is so romantic." Bye. Because because even the Dalek, when the Dalek is, you know. Like, oh yeah. 
Yeah, he, he, I can't remember what he says, but he calls Rose the woman that you love. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, mm. Oh, well, I love that. I mean, the guy who plays Henry Van Staten, can I also just say, I think he's fantastic in this episode. I mean, a lot, uh, all the mm. acting in this episode is stellar. Like, it's great. Um, and then, obviously, the dialect comes upstairs. He's like... He's like terrified. He's like, I'm sorry. No! That's great. But you have to understand these men in power, half the time they're just tiny little kids just screaming for their mum. You know what I mean? But yeah, yeah, like they don't have to deal with anything, do they? No. You know, you can command the the battle, but you don't actually have to fight. Exactly. You know, like, yeah, so when, when push comes to shove, it's like. You know, when, the doc- uh, when Rose is quote unquote dead. Uh, well, Nine thinks mm. that she's dead, and he, he's having that go at Henry, like, how'd you feel now, hey? How'd you feel? And he's like, I wanted a change, I wanted to walk the stars. And he's like, you, um, you're as far away from the stars as you can get. Oh, then he spits it. Speaking of spit, <laughs> there's one bit... <laughs> I don't know if you guys can see, but Elliot's face is confused. Um, I'm going to make my point now, don't worry. Uh <laughs> So when the Dalek kind of comes up on the screen because the Dalek wants him to watch what's happening when he, like, completely massacres that group of people in the... in And then, like, you know, in the um the thing... What's it called? Yes, I... Yes. When the, when, when the rain... Not rain, but the water's coming down. Which is, which is a really great scene as well. Like, so eerie, <laughs> so scary. And he's like, why don't you just die? And there's that one bit of spit that lingers on Chris's lip. I never not notice it. <laughs> like, never. I never not notice it. Yeah, imagine how funny that would be, though, if he's like, yeah. He's Why like, don't you just die? And then has to sort of, like, with his tongue, just kind of... <laughs> yeah, just kind of lick spit. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you would make a good Dalek because he takes a napkin out of his mouth and is like, sorry. He's like, sorry, let me just pat myself dry there. <laughs> but again... I mean, all the acting, like I said, from Chris is just immaculate. But, like, they, you know, the, the the war doctor comes out the most, I'd say, in... Except for Day of the Doctor, I'm talking, like, um, the doctor's kind of after-effects of the time war come out the most in this episode. Um, mm. And he's like, what weapons do we have kind of thing? And I was like, oh, well, there's all the uncatalogued ones. And they're going through, and he's like, hair dryer, doesn't work, doesn't work. That's great, yeah. <laughs> and then, you know finds the big gun obviously and then like the Dalek speak, and Rose's like what do you want? Come on what do you want? Yeah. And he's like like I don't want to kill it's like well, what do you want? Come on. Now here's the thing I want to talk about this Rose is a better person than me and I'll tell you why for many reasons Rose is a better person than me for many 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 reasons but I would have let the doctor shoot that fucking Dalek without a second thought I would have been I would have been like yeah it literally killed yeah. everyone bye like yeah I saw how many people it killed go on yeah. I don't know I mean what, what do you what would you do? I mean, I, I don't know, it's so impossible to, you know, I, I feel like the only way I can contextualise it IRL is, you know, if, if someone had, if someone had you know, killed a lot of people, um, my lefty empathising thing, you know, if I was standing between them and, I don't know, like a, you know, someone aiming a gun at them, I would still want them to, you know, I, I wouldn't want them to pull the trigger. But there's a big difference between, you know, someone who stabbed a few people in the real world and a massive robot fascist killing machine. That's the thing. Um, That's the thing. So it's hard. It's it's impossible to speculate. 
I mean, I don't know. I just, oh. in my mind, it's like you've literally killed probably about 400 people, easy. Yeah. And you're about to go if I let you out of here. I mean, the fact that Rose even let it walk out and like, I mean, she couldn't stop it, you know, but. The mm. fact that, like, you know, I would I would have thought the Dalek would have been like, yeah, I'm going to pretend to be sad again because it worked the first time, and then be like, bye, bitch, <laughs> and then kill everyone. Yeah. Um, but it's genuinely, it has genuinely changed. I think that's what Rose can yeah, see. Is like, yeah, it's gen- It genuinely, like, because it doesn't kill Van Stan and it won't kill her. It, it's, yeah, exactly, you're right, if, you're right. Yeah, if she lets it go, it won't kill anybody. But then I guess how long, how long would it need to be alone? for to sort of forget the empathy that is picked up from Rose, I don't know. Yeah. But I'm not gonna lie to you. I just I thought about it to myself and I was like, damn love, be honest with yourself, be true to yourself. Would you let do- the doctor shoot that Dalek? And I would have. Yeah, I mean if I knew all I knew about the Daleks. Yeah. Then I probably would. Yeah. And be like, it's gonna come back that many times. Pfft. So if it's Rose, I'm not sure. If it's me as in me now being you know, I'd be like, oh yeah, fucking kill it. Yeah. But then but then it wouldn't give us some great moments it's true because yeah the sun i don't know the sun coming through and the dalek opening up its front casing yeah i think it's the first time we actually see a, a car-led mutant as well yeah i mean in from the snippets i've seen of classic who in the five doctors again my only frame of reference most of the time um <laughs> you know when funny because i've not seen it you've not seen the five doctors no it's just one of the it's just one of the ones i have not got to Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Mostly probably born out of my dislike for the three doctors. Sorry. It's it's honestly so good. There's a it's not really a spoiler, but the scene with um the uh, with the first doctor and Susan, they're in this mirrored mm-hmm. room and the Dalek shoots and it goes ping 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 and then it shoots itself and then the little octopusy thing inside goes and then like dies. Oh, okay. And I'm guessing like that was one of the only times that we've seen the inside of one of the few times. Yeah, because I I was trying to think back, and there is a few Dalek stories I've not seen, but also in the in the in the sort of sixties, I think they were yeah when in their first story, they are sort of put out as mutants. So you yeah. do meet, I think you meet Thals rather than Carlids in the first right story, um, and then there are more Thals in it, and then of course you get Genesis of the Daleks where you meet you meet the Carlid race and you meet the Thals as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think in terms of like actual octopusy thing, yeah, I think that yeah that that I couldn't think of an example, so that might be the only time. Even in I thought I thought they did in Revelation. Uh, no, is it Revelation? Oh God, um, they all begin with R. Yeah, um, they all begin with R. Doesn't matter either way. In the Sixth Doctor story, Revelation of the Daleks, recently released on Blu-ray, literally yes. today, actually. Oh really? Um, oh really? Oh how funny! The day of recording. Yeah. I mean, again, I can't put I can't purchase it because I have to wait for the thin package runs. Rather yes, than the big box set. Consistency but, um, is key. But in in that, in some parallels with the modern series, Davros is turning human corpses into Daleks. Ooh. Um, but there's a glass Dalek in that. Oh, amazing! And you can see the sort of the form inside it, but it's like still half human. But then this this episode does actually, you know, it it shows us the inside of a Dalek. Um, it shows that they can fly, which you know is already done. But like, yeah. it shows us it's it's the first. It's not the first story to have 
the laser shootout. Yeah. But it's the first one that has a good convincing laser effect. Yeah. Because um, in the in the others, you just you know the thing would come out the end of the gun, and you'd get a close up of that, then the screen would white out as people died. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they do the laser first time you actually see the plunger really used for anything. True. I mean, what are you going to do? They, sucker me to death? Yes, exactly. Is, I love that. And then they never and they never use that again as a weapon. I don't think so. Um, no, they think, they don't use it as a weapon, but they use it to scan things, don't they? Yeah, I think. Do they kill? I think they might kill um, one of the scientists in Doomsday with it. Yeah, no, he does get suckered. He gets suckered. Yeah, yeah but like broadly, the sucker is not brought back. But like I said, I keep, say other than to scan things. I I keep Doomsday out of my mind as much as possible because it actually genuinely have trauma from that episode. But you know, you see the gun swivel and the head turn. Oh, so cool, like, right? And, so cool. Yeah, and and then you get the you know you get the force field where the bullets are disintegrating. Yeah. Oh, I think that looks so good still. It does. It still really holds up. It's so and then good. you get the and then of course right at the end here you get the roundels sort yeah. of coming out of the body and creating a self destruct thing. I love that. But I do it introduces think... a lot of new Dalek tech. It does. I love Dalek tech. It makes me happy. I mean the mm. that revolving gun in the latest special with Jody and um Erling B. Yeah. What's it called? New Eve. Year special. Eve of the Daleks. That's it. Guys, I'm a yeah. fake fan. I'm sorry. Because um, it's New Year's Eve. Because it's New Year's Eve. And uh, it's that revolving gun. That is sick. That is sick. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah. We need more special weapons Daleks. We really, really do. I just love... I love Dalek like tech. From and the thing is, from I also want to give credit where credit's due. The practical effect on this Dalek, like the... It's practical effect. It's not CGI. It's, it's real. Like, that in that little octopusy thing is... Yeah, that's the thing. I think that what I really like about this serial is that it, the, the use of the CGI is good when it is used, but it's yeah. used so rarely. And I just think it looks so good with, like, the goo dripping on it and, like, the the eye blinking and... Yeah. I mean, I'm never not blown away by the, the sort of puppetry of the tentacles like Same. how they move and I mean yeah, that one tentacle good. reaching was a bit weird I was like oh that's I mean it's not like not pleasant to look at but it's good puppetry I mean I mean the worst is probably Dalek human Dalek sick but <laughs> I mean because again incredibly impressive effect but yeah when all the tentacles are like moving individually on the side of his head it is like <laughs> Dalek effects are very cool in this episode. Yes. Um, Dalek effect, of course, the brother of Dalek's egg. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, then obviously the Dalek uh, takes its own life. Wow. Mad. Mad, mad, yeah. mad. It does just kill itself, yeah. And then, you know, I, 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 really, I really love the score in that moment as well. I think it really... Yeah, Murray went off. Murray really, went, which, really, really went off. Which is also brought back at the end of Doomsday. It is. Flip. Sorry to have to keep making the I do think there's a lot of parallels to Doomsday in this episode, I have to say. Yeah. Yeah, I guess like Rose's first Dalek story and then her last story sort of have a really nice synergy. Yeah, I agree. As well they should. As they should. Um, and then, yeah, you know, the, I, like, I like the end of the episode when even though I don't like the fact that Adam is coming with them. Yeah. it's a nice, It is a nice ending, though. Yeah, when it, when she's like, he's like, you know, I feel alone in my head. 
And she's like, well, good thing you've got me then. Yeah, and I like that I like that Diana Goddard takes over. Oh, hold on, let's not gloss over that. And she's like, Man, so many people died all because of you, sir. And he's like, what are you going to do? And, he, she, and she's like, dump him somewhere, Sacramento. Yeah, San Diego. San Diego. Somewhere beginning with S. Yeah. Somewhere beginning with S. But, like, obviously, I'm trying to think to myself, how does she have the authority? Because he's literally, like, in charge of the president. So how how did he lose power so quickly? And what I'm thinking is, what, what I'm thinking is, everyone who's alive in that base is so fucked off with him and upset mm. about what's happened that they've all just formed because they've what is he going to actually do physically he can't do anything so obviously they've just took it upon themselves to be like we're wiping his memory yeah it's like a coup yeah a and coup then, that's it that's the word yeah and then i assume that yeah she maybe doesn't have that power on the outside because obviously her first directive is then to um to fill the basin yes exactly so i feel like she's not like taking over van staten Industries. she's just getting rid of him and destroying the base. Because she probably doesn't actually agree with what's going on. She just got herself into mm. this job and then... But, as I say in my notes, she's the original CEO. CEO. The original. She-E-O. The original girl boss. The original girl... Well, no, Rose is the original girl boss. True. I guess she's more like... she's She is a girl boss. But Diana Goddard is like the... She's the toxic, she's the toxic girl boss. Yes. And then Harriet Jones is the... Is the... One just below Rose. Mm. Yeah. Now, the ultimate question. What was your favourite moment of this episode? Uh, um, I think... Let's, let's see if we favorite. match again. Let's see. I don't know. I don't know if we will. Because there's so many. Because it are... could be any moment. Yeah. But probably... I don't know, actually. Probably always just the end. Just the end just gets me every time with the Dalek blasting the hole in the ceiling and yeah. looking at the sunlight and the Doctor having to sort of reconcile with yeah not killing it. And Rose, you know, Rose is so good in that scene where she's, you know, like, he's not the one pointing the gun at me. Yeah, oh, that's such a good... The way she delivers that. And also, just to add on to that, now well, you've brought it up, is obviously with the Time War, he had to, you know, wipe out the Time Lords and the Daleks. Hmm. This is the one time he's got to actually kill a Dalek properly. Like, after that, like, for his own yeah. personal, um, you know, issues that he's, that he's got going on. So he's kind of, yeah. So the fact that he didn't get to do it is quite a big thing, you know? Mm. But yeah, no, that's, no, a, that's really cool. Um, what was your favourite moment, sweetie? M- mine was probably the Doctor and the Dalek meeting for the first time, that whole scene. Because like I said, it's mm. perfection. I mean, it was... Up there, yeah. This whole episode is one of my is my favorite moment. I love this episode so much. <laughs> like it's so hard to pick, but that is a great moment. It was actually yeah your favorite. I'd say like mostly. F- I mean, we've not done that many episodes of the podcast so far, but like usually I've I've had one. Like even before going in the episode, I'm like, oh, that's my favorite. But like with this, I was like, I'm gonna have to wait and see because there's so many. Yeah, and even then, like I've chosen that, but it could be. I could talk myself into it being something else. Exactly, because it's that, yeah. Um, yeah. So what is a moment or thing or whatever that didn't work for you in Dalek? Adam. Same. Same. Like in, just in just Adam in general. Yeah, in an absolutely basic, perf- basically perfect episode. Just Adam. Just Adam in general. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Me. There's a reason why he didn't have an action figure. That's all I'm saying. 
Although if you did have, I probably would have found it as a kid. Mm. This is a really tricky one, I think. The most trickiest one we've had so far. What is the most doctory moment of the episode? I know, for me... Go on. And it could go in with favourite line, I guess, as well. Because mm-hmm. it is really just a line. Mm-hmm. But, honestly, I think the scene where the Doctor's looking at the at the weapons... And like you say, you have the, you know, broken, broken hairdryer. But then when Adam's talking about, yeah, how he might have to fight his way out... And the Doctor just says, well, what are you going to do? Throw your A-levels at them. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! really made me laugh, and we didn't get to mention it in the episode. So I think that would be my most Doctor. So is that a two-in-one answer? No, because I do, I do have a, I do have a favourite line. Um, okay, so that's your doctory moment. Okay, cool. So that is my doctory moment. It just happens to be a line of dialogue as well. Is yeah. So mine what is. Are you, what are you going to do? Throw your A levels at them. The my, original. The original. Gonna, no, well, not not the original, but a better version of what are you going to do? Moisturise me. So we're going to get. We're going to get. What are you going to do? Throw your A levels at them as a, as trending. We are. No, we are. <laughs> um, my, sorry, what's your what's your most doctory moment? My most doctory moment. It's probably the fact that he's got this whole like group of people got pointing guns at him, and he's insulting the head of the operation. Like I really wouldn't <laughs> hold it like that. I really wouldn't do that. That's not how I would do it. Let me show you. And he lean, yeah, he leans forward to go and take it out of his hand, and they all yeah, exactly cock their guns. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so what was your favourite line then in this episode? What was your favourite quote? My favourite line from this episode is the Doctor, he has a big gun in his hand, he's looking at the Dalek, Rose is arguing with him, saying, you know, you've got a gun pointed at me, who do you think you are? The Doctor lets the gun go slack at his side, he looks at Rose and with tears in his eyes he says, I couldn't. And then takes a a very quick pause (laughs) and then says, I wasn't. And then doesn't say anything else. That's your favourite line? It, it, do you not does not break your heart every time you watch it? No, it's, it's great face delivery with the, with the tears in his eyes and just the way he just because I couldn't. I wasn't. I wasn't. Yeah. I, it honestly makes me almost cry every time. He that, that is the first time the doctor's probably been speechless, right? Like, yeah, so far. I love it. Like, there, there are so many good lines, but that just breaks me every time. Yeah, I don't blame yeah. you. To be fair, that's that's a good answer. That's a good answer. Mine is more my favorite line. Is more generic because it is so, it just chilling, and you probably can guess what it is. Oh, is it? Is it? You would make a good Dalek. It is indeed. That's a good line. To be fair, it's such a good line. I'm sorry. I know it's basic, but it's 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 my truth. It's I'm speaking my truth, and that's my truth. It's, the thing is, not just the line is because the <laughs> line's great, and then it's and then it's the th- the screen cuts off, and you've got nine left with yeah, you know, just his face, and it's like yeah, it's a good moment. Chris knows how to play a close-up, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Overall, pal, let's do our ratings. Let's do scores. Let's do the scoring of the episode. I would give this a four and a half out of five. It's not a five because of Adam, to be really honest with you. Yeah. To be really honest with you. What about you? Um... Yeah, yeah, I think uh, a, a four. It's like really, really, really amazing. A four, okay. TV, yeah, really amazing TV. Like really good Doctor Who. Um, I just think I I'm spoiled by knowing that 
somehow an even better Dalek two-parter is coming at the end of the series. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I just... Like, it's re- it's really good. It's really, really good. Yeah. But the best is yet to come in terms of Daleks in this series of Doctor Who. Exactly. Also, for anyone who isn't does listen to the podcast regularly, um, we, we're, we're not saying four... I'm uh, 4.5 out of 10 we're saying it out of 5 just so you out of 5 no. always always out of 5 it's always out of 5 we um, don't do 10s um, no well okay so that wraps that up we that's Dalek everyone that's let Dalek. us know what you think of the episode email in what's the email Elliot if you have any comments questions queries anything you want to say about the show it is comealongpondpod at gmail.com yeah that's how you get in touch with us and follow us on Instagram, Twitter. That's all in the show notes. Go follow us on those social media platforms. Instagram is at Come Along Pond Podcast and Twitter is at Come Along Pond DW. Yeah. And uh, like I said in the last episode, um, I'm still working on YouTube. I will get that up and running in the next couple of weeks. So you can all listen to that yeah. on YouTube if you so wish. Um, and yeah. That definitely wraps that up. Next week, we've got a full 45 minutes of Adam. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, but Tamsin but Merchant, though. Some really, really, really good guest characters next I week. I love Tamsin so much. Just all bought down by Adam. Adam and the hole in his head. The long game. The long game. The game, yes. God, it feels like this podcast sometimes. <laughs> no, we love it. We love it. Absolutely. And I love chatting to you, so thank you for joining me today. And thank you to you, my lovely. I always love chatting to you. Always. Always. So much fun. And I give you air from my lungs. <sighs> Thanks, guys. See you later. Bye. Bye.